welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Today I want to continue from Genesis chapter 17. You remember Genesis chapter 16, that's when Abraham went and got Ishmael. Genesis chapter 15, that's when God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. Genesis chapter 15, it starts by saying that God said, God came to Abraham in a vision and told Abraham how. He took him, he said, come out of the tent and he showed him the stars and he says that if you can't number them, that's how your descendants shall be. And look at the verse 6 of Genesis chapter, chapter 15. The verse 6, Bible says, shall we all read it out loud? He said, okay, let's read it out loud from the screen. Let's go. Now, what did he believe in? If you read the previous um, text, God said that uh, Eliezer of Damascus will not be your heir. In other words, Abraham didn't have a child. God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a child. Or I'm blessed, I'm your, great, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm your shield, an exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, but you know, these things are good, but uh, God, I need a son. I don't have a son. And you are going... What was the point? Because a stranger is going to inherit my wealth and everything. And God told Abraham, no, not a stranger. A stranger will not inherit your, your wealth, but one from your own loins will inherit your wealth. And Abraham, Bible says that Abraham believed God. Listen to this very carefully. All right. God told Abraham, I will give you a son. And Abraham believed God. What did he believe? He believed God. He believed God. What? About what God just said to him. You shall have a son. He believed it. Did he believe it? Yes. Yeah. From verse 6, he said, and Abraham believed God. But towards the end of the chapter, by the opening of the next chapter, chapter 16, Abraham's wife Sarah came to him and said, brought a very interesting suggestion. And he says that God has been delaying. He promised to give you a son and nothing is happening. And time has elapsed. And I think you are growing older and older. At least I don't seem to have any hope, but at least I know that you are functional. So why don't we just take advantage of the resources we have got so that we can produce a son just to help God? So now this is a believer, someone who believed God. Uh, but he, what he didn't know is that God wants to do it alone. Say God alone. God. I'm going to throw a bit more light on it because I told you, I've taught you always that every, any faith that makes God absolutely responsible is an irresponsible faith. So when you say you believe in God, you get up to do something. But that to do in something does not mean that God is going to depend on you. Your, what, what sometimes hinders God from doing what he wants to do in our lives is our abilities and our strength and our good side. So Abraham at least had some strength left in his body. So he had to use it before it runs out. So Sarah said, go Take my maid, Genesis chapter 16, it was Sarah's suggestion that Abraham take my maid, whose name was Hagar, take her for a wife and that, so that she can produce children on my behalf. Because that, that issue of child, okay, having a child is a major issue in Abraham's life. Abraham was so blessed, he was so wealthy and everything was okay. And he had a good marriage, but he didn't have a child. Sometimes, isn't it interesting how things come? Almost everything is okay, but, but, but this one thing. <laughs> this one thing, this one thing. Everything. You, you. When, we are, when, we talk about, when we talk about intelligence, you have it. When we talk about able to do, being able to do things, you've, you've, got, you've done so much. And you're, you're okay. Life is cool for you. But there's just this one thing about your health that... You wish everything, this will be okay. There's just this one thing about your marriage. 
Everything seems to be okay, but sometimes your friends envy you, but they don't know, they don't realize that you're actually not fully happy because there's this one thing, and you have always been saying, one day if I meet God face to face, I will ask God, but this one, this one. Sometimes something will always be left undone. As a pastor, I discovered sometimes you can have wonderful people in church. You know what? One interesting thing I discovered. Sometimes the people who are willing to run run any far with God's work are sometimes at a certain stage in their life of a church are sometimes those who, those who don't have the money. Who would have done anything? They can sell their house to buy a church for God. But sometimes those who are committed may not have the money. But I've also grown enough to see people who stay committed through they always end up becoming very wealthy and blessed. Because God blesses his work. And he passes the blessing through those whose hearts are connected to the work. Someone say amen. Amen. Abraham had an issue. He wanted a son. And so Sarah said, let's fix it. But it didn't get fixed. And they produced Ishmael. And they had a few internal family crises. Then Genesis chapter 17 verse 1, God shows up to, to Abraham and he says, Abraham, you have been naughty. Walk before me and be perfect, okay? You shouldn't have gone that way. That's why I was silent. I was quiet from you for so long. But now, I won't give up on you. Tell someone God will not give up on you. Tell someone God has not given up on you. Men may give up on you. People may give up on you. People may be fed up with you. People may be tired of you, but not God. At least thank God you've got God. Because if it had not been for God who was on your side, they would have smashed you like pounded yam. Say, when the enemies rose up against us, they would have swallowed us up quickly. But thanks be, Psalm 124, thanks be to God who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Tell someone God is on your side. Believe it, God is on So God told Abraham, watch, this is very interesting. I just, I found this. This is very interesting. When God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. I'm going to give you a child. Abraham believed God. So how about Ishmael? Was Ishmael was believing? No, it wasn't actually Ishmael. He believed that you have a child. But somewhere along the line, he had, he had full, listen to this very carefully. He had faith, but his faith was not complete. He didn't realize that God didn't want something else. He wanted to do it by himself. Abraham tried to help God. He said, God said, me alone. Abraham said, oh, you and what I have also got. So God said, I always want to do it alone. Now watch this. In Genesis chapter 17, when God, after God spoke to him and told him, I'm going to give you a son and that Ishmael is not the one I'm talking about. Look at verse, verse 16. Genesis 17, 16. We will read verse 16. Particularly, we are supposed to actually read 17. But let's see what 16 has got to say. God said, I'll, and I will bless her. Talking about Sarah. I'll bless her and also give you a son. Hey, by who? Sarah. Good. Her womb is dead. And you know when God was talking to Abraham, the Abraham, Abraham's condition, he was 99 years old. Verse 1 of Genesis chapter 17. Abraham was 99 years old. And according to Romans chapter 4, verse 19, Abraham was 99 years old. And the condition of Abraham at that time was his body was dead. Abraham was not, he was not being weak. He didn't consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. At that time, his body was dead. At the time he had Ishmael, his body was alive. Watch this. I'm going somewhere. At the time Abraham had Ishmael, his body was alive. But at the time God said, now, I want to do it alone, God waited. His body was dead. 
Because Abraham had something to hold on to. Listen, I believe, I've, I've discovered that when I wrote it down here, I, I, I like what I wrote down. When people become, listen to this, this is amazing. When, good. Easy situations do not help a person believe in God. I'll repeat it. Easy situations do not help a person believe in God. Sometimes you need something to rock Rock you, then you say, Hey Lord, hey Lord, if you don't show up, I'm dead and I believe you. I'm, that's why you come to Shiloh. Yeah, no, everything can be okay and we will always be in church and Shiloh. No, no, no. Most of the time, when you, you see someone always in Shiloh, always in church, that means that he is just relying on God. Easy situations don't help people believe in God. So God waited for the situation to get out of hand. I'm talking to someone whose situation has gotten out of hand. Don't worry, don't worry. God can help you easily. God is going to help you. God is going to fix it for you. Shout, Lord, I believe. Then doctors can say it. Your account can say it. But that's fine with God. Because actually, if God has told you, I'm going to bless you with a house. Your account can speak otherwise. But once God, once God said it, he, he wants to do it alone. That's why he can, he can even wait for your account to get out of hand. Because, listen, thank you, Jesus. Abraham at the beginning had faith, but it was a mixed faith. God wants pure faith, not a mixture. It doesn't matter how small it is. As long as it's pure, it is the purity of your faith that delivers. Abraham had a mixed faith. It was mixed because Bible said, God told him, verse 15, I'll give you a son. And he believed it. He be- at the time he was believing, he still had opportunities. That's why he, he, went, he went to Hagar. Because he had options. That's the word I want. He, he had options. Yes, yes. Do you know what? Some of us, we have too many options. There's the need for God to shut some doors. And he will, if he loves you, he's taking you somewhere, he will shut some doors so that you will learn how to look up to heaven. And like Psalm, Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hill. From when cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord. Yes. If you are a Christian, a believer, and you have a word from God, it doesn't matter which doors get shut, don't worry. It's coming to actually reinforce your faith. Yes. Amen. That's it. When the, the man came and got Jesus, that let's go home. Jesus was, Jesus was Mark, chapter, Mark chapter 5. Jesus was going home with him. And then he heard that, forget, leave the master alone. In verse 35, and this is, verse 35 leave the master alone. He's dead already. Jesus heard it. Verse 36, Jesus turned to the man. He said, fear not. Your daughter, your daughter. Jesus said, fear not. Only believe. Fear not. All you believe. Just believe. I can do it alone. I can do it. She may, she may not have breath in a in the lungs. It's not a problem. Ah, Say God alone. alone. Now, why God alone? Because when he speaks his word, thank you, Jesus, when he speaks his word, he wants your eyes to be on his word alone. One eye is looking at God's word. One eye is also looking at your contacts, your connections. You can't say I'm looking up to God, but your eyes are men. So if any time you say you are looking up to God, he will allow certain men to disappoint you. A bit of disappointment is good for your faith. I know you won't clap because it's a hard truth. There are people here who are going through certain 
extreme levels of disappointment. That's okay. Keep your eye on God. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Tell someone I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm alright. Tell someone I'm alright. Yeah. I'm alright. You are crying. I'm alright. Come and console me, please. I'm all right. 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 And then when they have all left, go to the oh God, oh God, my eyes are only open. The floodgates in abundance. And cause your rain, Lord, look, eyes are on me. They want me to fail. Lord, I didn't know it would be like this. But I trust you. Your word is true. Your word is true. Now my body is dead. He had double barrel problem. There is the internal problem and, uh, and uh, 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 environmental problem. The ones outside, the one inside. Abraham, the one outside was Sarah's womb was dead. That one is a problem in itself. And then now, his own body was dead, internal and external. Nothing. All Abraham had was a word from God. So the first time he believed God's word, God said, you've done well, but I will see whether you're actually believing my word or the faith is mixed. God does not want a replacement. Don't give him Ishmael. Doesn't want a replacement. No. He said, It's Isaac. Don't try and uh, give uh, an Ishmael sprayed with perfume. Mm. Isaac perfume. God doesn't want a replacement. Once he said he would do something, he wants you to keep your eye on it. That's when we talk about the God of Abraham. That's what it means. You want to be a Christian? You want to walk with God? It's a walk of faith. Walk of faith. Some of us look too much at, our, our, at the condition of our accounts. So God will call it. He will place a demand yes. on what is in yes. your hand. He said, bring it. Then you have to trust him and put it in his hands. And start raw. Every now and then, God will take you to a cave. Some disappointments are good for your work with God. Any Christian, as soon as you believe, you have signed up for men to turn against you. People who you thought would actually be clapping for you, they rise up against you. And sometimes, the, what makes it very painful is, their fight against you doesn't make sense. You are wondering, but why? It's, it's irrational. I, I can't believe this person is saying that. I can't, I can't believe this person is doing this. I, I, I have my own house. I rented one room for you. You were struggling. I didn't even want to. You begged me. Now, I rent, now you are telling me I'm going to church too much. I'm disturbing you. I, I should leave the house. I, I, you are wondering, what's wrong? When you're walking with God, sometimes people attack you in such an irrational and a brutal way, it does never make sense. But most of those attacks, Satan is behind it, but God uses it for your good. So, Pastor, we were reading Genesis chapter 17, verse 20, verse 16, isn't it? All right, let's go back to let's go back. Genesis chapter. Is it 16 or 17? I think we didn't finish 16. We went 16. All right, please put the 16, and let me also take my own Bible. Um, it says that, and I will bless her, and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, kings. 
kings of people shall be from her. Now look at verse 17. Verse 17 is the interesting bit. That's where I've been take, I'm trying to get us to go. Verse 17. What does it say? It says that then Abraham fell on his face and did what? He laughed. What is God talking about? Ah, but the first time God told him, he believed it. Now he's laughing. <laughs> now, just to get it, help you to get it right, he wasn't laughing at God. He was just laughing at his situation. <laughs> because he has come to his wit's end. He's come to his end. And God was waiting for him to come to his end. But you know what? When he came to his end, he laughed at God. When he had other resources, he believed God. He believed. He believed. God said, you've done well for believing. But when he came to his end, he began laughing. God said, you're going to have a... (laughs) This is laughable. But what I like about Abraham is, even, watch this, even though he was laughing, he believed. Because when you read Romans chapter 4, verse 18, 18, 19, Bible says, particularly from verse 17, let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Is it, is it okay if we all read it together? Yeah. Okay. Can we all read it out loud together? All right, let's go. As it's written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed, God. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Verse 18. Who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall die. Now watch this. And you know this time at the time he was believing this time. He contrary to hope believed in hope that he will become the father of many nations. What is the ground? According to what was spoken. Not according to what his body can deliver. Not according to his condition. But a- according to what was spoken. According. Listen. What God says is enough to deliver what he wants to do. So according to what was spoken. Watch this. Go to the verse 19. So Go to the verse 19. And not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100. No, he didn't say he was 100. About 100. That's 99. 99. And that's Genesis 17. Yeah. When God came, 99. Yeah. That was the time. That was the time he believed again. Yeah. But you remember this believing, he laughed with it. Yeah. Genesis 17, when God told him, he was <laughs> He laughed. But even though he laughed, he laughed at his condition situation, he believed God and just took God's word and left the rest. Right. Someone say God alone. God alone. Hold on to God's word, bro. Hold on to God's word. God will wait for you to have nothing left save his word. He he will not leave you without a word. He doesn't do that. God does not leave his people without a word. And the word you heard is enough. Run with it. Believe God. Someone say the word is enough. The word is enough. What is, where is all this going? It's just to let somebody know the terms of engagement. If you are, pe- the people, you are part of God's people, you must know God as the God of Abraham. And to know God as the God of Abraham, you must know that he will wait till you have nothing by his word to hold on to, to deliver in a colorful way. I see God delivering in somebody's life. It's beautiful what God is doing here. It's beautiful. Sometimes situations look so bleak, you just can't see any way forward. Or any way out. Am I talking to somebody? Yes, that's right. You know what? In times like this, you know what you have to do? 
Just keep trusting God and just keep going. It's just like pitch darkness, pitch darkness. And all you can hear is God said, I'm with you. Keep going. You'll be walking and then suddenly you hear someone scream, ah, the snake has beaten me. Ah! Oh, no. Just keep going. <laughs> then you hear another one, boom, boom. What would you do? Because you heard God's word. Situations will threaten you. But keep going and keep your eye on God's word. You may not have anything to hold on to, but God's word is enough. Regarding your marriage, God's word is enough. With with, with regards to your your health, God's word is enough. Don't accept that maybe you also end up in hospital for months. I I I don't see why. Someone should stay in hospital for six months. But it does happen. It does happen, sad to say. But that will not be your testimony. And if you have a family member who's stayed in hospital overdue, overstayed in hospital, I empower you. That person is coming out by a word from God. Shout amen. Amen. Sometimes you get tired of going to the hospital. Because when you see the condition of your loved one, stayed in hospital, and you you sometimes actually secretly, secretly wish that it should go. People have been through all kinds of things. But I pray God will deliver you from shame. God will deliver you from harassment. God will deliver you from all kinds of satanically inspired troubles in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. Listen, I want to give you an advice. This is a very good advice. You must learn how to ignore people's displeasure and what they think. Even if you are wrong against them. Sort it out with God. Sort it out with God. And learn how to. Sometimes you can't please everybody. You did something, you got it wrong. I'm not saying be, be arrogant and say, I don't care, it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. If you have to render apology, accept it and render. The Bible says God gives grace to the humble. So render apology, know that you got it wrong. But if you have done that, you've rendered apology, you are working with God, and still, it's like this sister, this brother, this man, this woman. It's just still after you want to torture your life. You know what? You tell them you are writing an exam, they know you, they have concluded you will fail. You will fail. You will fail. Listen, don't be worried. Just learn and look up to God and keep going. Because you'll never be able to please everybody. What stops me from saying that? So, I don't say, God will bless me anyway. If he doesn't like me, I don't care. No, acknowledge that you, went, you got it wrong. That's where the balance comes in. Because sometimes in the name of God is with me, God is with me. And can't you see that things are not working? Because there's something you got to fix. Can I say something a bit on Genesis 18? Because in Genesis 18, the whole thing is a progression. So he laughed when God said, I'll give you your wife, your wife. Because do you know why he laughed? Because he had the medical report that the wife womb was gone. So he laughed at the situation. And God said, it's going to happen. And then he laughed at the situation and he started giving God another solution. He told God, at least you let Ishmael live. Verse 18. He said, you let Ishmael. Okay, I know I got it wrong, but you let Ishmael live. Because as for me, he says, let Ishmael live. The man man never was apologetic about Ishmael. (laughs) He brought him back in the conversation with God. Yeah. Lord, even if you will not marry me, let me be his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you are bringing that kind of prayer here. No one thought that altar is now breaking. 
Hallelujah. God will help you. Amen. Someone lift up your right hand and say, God will help me. Say it again, God will help me. Listen, believe, okay? God will help you. Fear not. Things look funny, but don't worry. Don't worry. You are just getting ready for a fanfare. <laughs> God will help you. All right. In Genesis chapter 18, then God comes to Abraham. Genesis chapter 18. Abraham, let's see verse 1. See how he puts it in verse 1. This is very interesting. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham by the terebinth tree of memory as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. He was enjoying summer. <laughs> the sun was out, so the beautiful weather. Then God came. God has not got anything wrong with you um, relaxing, okay? But your destiny may pay for it if you over-relax. So God came to Abraham when he was um, enjoying the sun. And very interesting. Genesis chapter 15, God came to him in a vision. In Genesis chapter 17, God appeared to him. In Genesis chapter 8, God came as a physical human being. Look at verse 2. Chapter 18, sorry. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says that, So he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran out of the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. Let's quickly go on with me. Verse verse 3. And he said, My Lord, if I have have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Okay? Abraham was beginning to focus on fellowship with God. He won't cut church out. Started focusing on fellowship with God. He said, I want to have time with you. Then verse 4. Watch this. Verse, uh, is it verse, verse 4. Please, please, let a little water be, be brought and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. He want God to settle. God has never been in need. God will always find a resting place for himself. But it's God coming to your house. It's like they are bringing um, surgical equipment, hospital, everything to your house. Anytime you ask, you don't have to travel. God will take care of you. And they are bringing blessings to your house. Abraham said, God, stay. Please, you don't have to go back. Stay in my house. I need you in my house. Say, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. You have this nice living room. Sometimes our staff are too treasured to us, too dear. And so when God comes too close, he says, too close for comfort. Just stay here. This whole thing, church, church, don't bring it too close. Abraham created room for God. Tell someone, make space for God. If I were you and I know someone who lives near me and it's convenient for them, not for me, convenient for them, I'll pick them up, pick them up to church. Pick them up to church. Some of us, when you, are, when you receive your salary, just put something little in an envelope. Bless one of the brothers. Bless one of the sisters. You know they've lost their jobs. Bless somebody. Create room for God to fill it. So Abraham said, God, stay with me. And then see what happened. Where, where, where are we? Verse 5 or verse 4? And um, Abraham took care of them and gave them stuff. And then when you read verse 9, let's go to verse, I think it should be verse 9. Let's quickly jump to verse 9 because I want to just, verse 9. Verse 9 says that, then they said to him, where is Sarah your wife? So he said, this is, this is God who, he said they said to him. This is a very interesting story. One of the very interesting stories in the Bible. They said to him, where is Sarah your wife? Now, God, this is physical. So God... God came in plain clothes. So he wasn't wearing his God regalia. So you can easily despise it. Sometimes if you love God, you will notice when he shows up. God. Abraham, God came to Abraham this time physically in plain clothes. So Abraham had, why did he do that? So that Abraham can have the liberty of having proper true fellowship with him. And Abraham said, God, come in. So God sat down and they had 
food and fellowship. And at the end of the fellowship, God said, where is Sarah? Mm. They, they said, where is Sarah? They said, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, uh, in, in the tent. Listen to verse 10. Look at verse 10. What did they say? And he, he said, you see? He said, they said, where is your wife? He said, very interesting. It's God. He said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. This issue of son was an issue in this life. Was an issue. Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. So Abraham was standing outside of the tent, and Sarah was listening, eavesdropping. And guess what Sarah did? Look at this, the next verse, verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. And what happened? Therefore, Sarah. Abraham laughed. Sarah laughed. God said, that's what I want. When you know it's completely impossible so that it can be me alone. So that it can be me alone. So that it can be me. I'm prophesying to somebody that situations look so bad, but listen, God can fix it alone. If you can put your eyes on him, if you can fix your eyes on him, he will fix the situation for you. If you believe, he shall, Lord, I believe. Ah, And when you have fellowship with God, he begin to take care of things in ways that you never thought could happen for you. Someone shall fellowship. fellowship. This is a fellowship test. And then fellowship, when you get, when you, when you, that's Hebron. Okay, that was, all this was happening in Hebron. Hebron means fellowship. That's why Abraham said, stay, let's have interactions. Let's have fellowship. And then God begin to reveal things. You begin to discover his, what happens in Hebron is fellowship. You have to, knowledge comes in because God begins to tell you secret things. That's when you become a friend of God. You can't become God's friend without fellowship. God started telling Abraham things that he won't tell anybody. Because Abraham, and look at verse 16. Verse 16, when God finished and he was going, when the men were going, look at verse 16 quickly. And then the, the men rose from there and looked, uh, looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them away. He, was, he couldn't have enough. He also always wanted to be with them. Fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. fellowship. Then in the verse 17, God begins to tell, watch, look at verse 17. Look at verse 17. That's very interesting. Look at it on the screen. And the Lord said, you see this thing, whole thing interesting. Said the men were going. And then the Lord said, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Because now he's become my friend. He stayed long around me. He enjoys my fellowship. Sister, coming to church shouldn't be like, don't be coerced. Seek God. Seek God. Prioritize your fellowship with God. Prioritize your, the time you spend with God. Because you'll find out later that that's all you have always needed. A fellowship with God. God said, I won't hide it from you. What I won't tell others, I'll reveal it to you. And suddenly, God began to tell him that I'm about to do Sheikh Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham intercession. Abraham began to intercede. He said, God, but will you destroy them if you find a righteous man inside? He began to, now Abraham was was beginning to speak the heart of God because he spent time with God so much, he was beginning to intercede based on God's heart. Verse 20, 21, 22, amazing discussions with Abraham because Abraham learned how to spend time with God. Hebron, God began to reveal things, so he began to know things that others will know, knowledge, and he began to intercede. He had a heart for intercession based on what God wants to do. I speak over your life that anything that will keep you away from God, 
Anything that will distract you away from God. Anything that will, that will stay in between you and God. May God give you the, the grace. May he give you the supernatural enablement and empowerment to take a stand for him in the name of Jesus. That your emotions will not get in the way. Your flesh will not get in the way. Gossip will not get in the way. Negative feelings will not get in the way. But your love for God, your love for him, your desire for him will grow stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. I pray that in difficult times, may God give you the grace to look up to him alone. May God give you the grace to look up to him alone. May you not fail the faith test. May you not fail the faith test. May you not fail the faith test. As God speaks to you, may you receive grace to obey. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church? And subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.